Tech. To get up and get going, South Coast, it's time for the Tim Weisberg Show on WBSM. Also streaming live on WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Talk to Tim now at 508-996-0500 or send him a message or a voicemail through the WBSM app. And now, ready to start your day off with a bang, it's Tim Weisberg. Good morning. Happy Wednesday to you. Welcome into the program. Hope your day is starting off right. Starting off a little chilly out there, but it's going to warm up. I, I still wore sh- shorts anyway. Part of that is because I don't have any pants that fit me yet. I, uh, I decided that I have to go and buy used clothes and cheap clothes and go to Savers and hit up Poshmark com and all of those uh, all those places to save money because I'm not at my weight loss goal. I'm hoping that I will get to it, but I also am at the point where all the stuff that I already have, I can't fake it anymore. I put on a pair of shorts this morning, and by the time I cinched the belt to keep them up, I was like, man, that's like almost half the waistband of the shorts. So I, I I've got to. I've got to invest a little bit, but I'm cheap. I don't want to spend money on something. And then the other part of it, too, is if you spend a lot of money on it, you become comfortable with it. And you say, well, nah, let's let's get our money's worth out of this size for a while. I don't want to do that either. So I guess I'll just keep wearing these shorts until, I don't know, November, December, whenever I <laughs> hit that first goal. Uh, but um, I was able to find one pair. See, my problem is I know that I sound like I'm... Uh, a much taller person than I am. And certainly when I used to have my original Standard Times column photo, anybody that read my old Standard Times stuff and you saw my old column photo where I had on, yes, because I was that cool in 2001, a denim jacket and I had my shaved head and my beard and I had my hoop earring back then. I don't know. I looked like some sort of weird denim pirate. But uh, people would see that photo, and then I would go cover games, and they would say, I expected you to be a lot taller, and I would always have the same answer every time. Yes, yeah, so did I. I am not very tall. I don't know, 5'6", maybe 5'7". I think I put 5'7", or 5'8", on my driver's license, but I was probably lying at the time. And so for me, the problem is I need, uh, and out of that, Five, seven, let's just go with that. Make me feel better. Out of that, very little of it is my actual legs. I have very short legs. So I, I need like a 28 inseam. And good luck finding that in adult sizes. So I have to settle for 29. And it's very rare that I can find even 29 anymore. My favorite jeans of all time, the Levi's 550. So hard to find those with a 29 inseam. So even when I get to the point where I want to for the waist, I don't know that I'm still going to be able to find them for the length. So if, I, if you see me walking around and my jeans are all bunched up around the, the bottom of my shoes, the, the bottom of my ankles and the top of my shoes, just just mind your business. I'm, I'm doing the best I can with what I was given here. 
508-996-0500. That is the number to call in and discuss things with us this morning. You can also send messages via app chat on the WBSM app. You can also send open line voicemails on the WBSM app. And we got an open line voicemail yesterday that um, I would like to play for you a little bit later on. I'm not going to I'm not going to play it yet. I'm going to play it a little bit later on this morning, and I think that you will enjoy hearing it. There's somebody who wanted to say hello to everybody via the app chat, uh, the open line feature on the app, so we're going to play that a little bit later on. But today, one of the things that we can talk about is, you know, we've been following this story of Miss Lizzie's Coffee, the coffee shop that opened up next door to the Lizzie Borden house on 2nd Street in Fall River. Now, I have been to Miss Lizzie's Coffee uh, a number of times. I went there with my friend Amanda, who fans of Spooky South Coast and people who have read some of the articles on our website know her as Spooky New England on social media. And so Amanda wanted to come down from, she lives up in northern New England. She wanted to come down and visit Miss Lizzie's Coffee. And we went there and we did some hatchet throwing, uh, axe throwing at uh, at um, Stumpy's Hatchet House. And then we went to... Uh, I took her to Tipsy Toboggan for some lunch, and we just had a nice, you know, Fall River kind of day. And that was my first time visiting Miss Lizzie's Coffee. I've been back a couple times since. And the owner, Joe Pereira, has been kind of keeping me up with, keeping me up to date with the things that have been going on. If you remember, there was a story, I think it was a week before last, I, I, it was right before I went out to the Ocean State Paracon because I stopped by to talk to Joe about it on my way there. So a couple weeks a couple weeks ago, there was a story that uh, Fall River Reporter had first that the Miss Lizzie's Coffee Shop had agreed to change its name, according to Lanzall, the owner of the Lizzie Boyden House. And that's when Miss Lizzie's Coffee posted on their Facebook page, we have never agreed to change our name, you know, sneaky things. And what had happened was a press release was put out by the PR firm that handles PR for Lanzall and the Lizzie Borden House. The press release said that an agreement had been reached for Joe Pereira to change the name of Miss Lizzie's Coffee Joe had no idea this press release was coming out and he did not agree to any of that. And so I don't know where that information came from. I don't know. And I asked Joe if there was like just a miscommunication and he said that that changing the name wasn't even discussed in the conversations that he had with, with Lance Zoll prior to that release going out. So then, yesterday, the story comes out that, uh, and, and, and the lawsuit is filed, the trademark suit is filed in U.S. District Court in Boston by U.S. Ghost Adventures, which is the company that owns the Lizzie Borden house, Lanzal's company, versus Miss Lizzie's Coffee LLC and Joseph Pereira individually. And it's a, it's a legal complaint. It is seeking a trial by jury for violations of U.S. trademark. And I'll just read you the complaint. It's just a one paragraph here. 
Plaintiff U.S. Ghost Adventures LLC brings this complaint against defendants, Miss Lizzie's Coffee LLC and its owner, Joseph Pereira, in his individual capacity for injunctive relief and damages under the laws of the United States and the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. So basically, and I'm working on a story on this, I'm waiting for comment from both sides. I had reached out to both sides. Both sides had said that they would provide comment or they would, you know, look into providing comment. Obviously, when you are dealing with legal action, sometimes the lawyers say it's best not to say anything. Or sometimes whatever it is that you're going to provide to the media has to be cleared by the or should be cleared by the lawyers first. But this, I've read through this suit multiple times. And basically what the claim is, is that by calling it Miss Lizzie's Coffee, by being located next door to the Lizzie Borden house, and by using a hatchet logo... Joe Pereira and Miss Lizzie's Coffee are intentionally trying to cause confusion in the marketplace and to capitalize on Lance Zoll's business. Now, I'm going to put aside my personal feelings in this case. But if I'm looking at this objectively, I'm saying to myself, they're not trying to capitalize on your business. They're trying to capitalize on the same person that your business is trying to capitalize on. And in that respect, I don't know how much of a case there is here. Because this isn't about... see. Lance tried to use the statement that if he opened up, if somebody opened up, I forget what he, what type of business it was, but he said, you know, maybe it was pizza shop or whatever. He's like, if somebody tried to open up Mickey's pizza outside of Disney World, Disney World would come down on them and say, you know, you, you can't do that. But that's not an equal comparison. Mickey Mouse is a fictional character that has was created and always owned by the Walt Disney Company. Lizzie Borden was a real person who existed and lived in Fall River. Lansall and U.S. Ghost Adventures does have a trademark, and I went to the trademark website, and I read through the trademarks that they have. Now, I'm admittedly not a trademark lawyer or any kind of lawyer. But the language that I read expresses to me, and I'm going to try to find a trademark attorney that can give us some insight on this, but it expresses to me that one of the trademarks that they own is for the use of the Lizzie Borden name in relation to restaurants and hotels. So if this was the Lizzie Borden Cafe, there would be an issue. Miss Lizzie's Coffee is not looking to utilize that trademark that Lance Saul purchased when he purchased the Lizzie Borden house. 
it is utilizing the person, Lizzie Borden, which Lanzal does not own the rights to, no matter how many times he tries to assert that he does. He owns the rights to that name in relation to a restaurant and hotel. The Lizzie Borden name. The trademark only covers the name Lizzie Borden, not variations thereof. In a free enterprise society, you have every right to open a business where you see fit. If you could claim that somebody is moving in next to you to try to steal business away from you based on what your business is, the fast food industry never would have grown to where it is. Because you don't see a McDonald's without a Burger King across the street and a Wendy's a couple blocks down. And, you know, that's just the nature of those businesses. You can probably stand at any Starbucks around here and throw a rock and hit a Dunkin' Donuts. Or a Dunkin', sorry. So just because it's competition, supposedly, isn't enough. Also, he has a, a, a trademark for using a hatchet logo. And that's one of his complaints is that Miss Lizzie's Coffee uses a hatchet on the sign. On its, on its imagery. For the coffee shop. Well, I looked at the trademark on that too. And the trademark seems to describe a very specific design of a hatchet. And also has a photo of it. I don't think that you can have a general trademark on all hatchets. But you can make sure that they don't draw the exact same hatchet that you do. That would be like no other restaurant being able to use a red-headed girl on its sign because Wendy's uses a red-headed girl on its sign. You just can't use that drawing, that depiction. And if you change that depiction, you say, I'm going to modernize and update that look. I'm going to, you know, put her in a hooded sweatshirt instead of that collar that she has in the Wendy's logo that actually, if you look at it, says mom on it. But yeah, I'm going to put her in a hooded sweatshirt instead and give her an eyebrow ring and, uh, you know, a face tattoo. Okay, fine. But now you have to get a new trademark for that design. So I don't know that that argument holds weight either. Now, some will argue and say, well, this has gotten to the point where they filed the suit so that there must be merit to it, right? Or else lawyers wouldn't have gone through all the trouble of creating this 19-page complaint and filing it if there wasn't validity to this, to this challenge. Well, no. Lawyers are happy to take your money and file things that will go nowhere. Lansall does not seek to have a trial by jury. He does not seek to have to go to court against Joe Pereira. He wants to file this in order to scare Joe Pereira into changing his business name. And, you know, I don't think he has a problem with him remaining there selling coffee. 
if he wants to call it, you know, Joe Pereira's coffee. And have no association with Lizzie Borden. However, Joe Pereira is not going to back down, at least from what he told me. Now, when I reached out to Joe yesterday for comment, he hadn't even heard about this yet. I had to send him this complaint. It has a, a, a filing number. So I'm assuming that this is all legit. But the... The results that it seeks just have me scratching my head. Lance Hall not only seeks to get all of the profits that Joe Pereira has acquired since he opened Miss Lizzie's Coffee on August 4th, he is seeking triple that amount. He also wants, obviously, for the business to have to change its name. He wants for it to have to publicly admit that it used deceptive practices to try to capitalize on the name. He tried to use the fact that Joe has publicly stated, which he said on this program, I believe, too. I know he's told me in person as well that he originally intended to open a Miss Lizzie's Coffee in the Fall River train station. And that this location was something that was an afterthought. That's not what he said. He said that he had originally wanted to open up a coffee shop in the train station and said, what would be a good tie-in for Fall River? And he came up with the idea for Miss Lizzie's Coffee, which is actually something he'd been thinking about since the 70s, he told me. And that he'd always kind of had an eye on this property next door to the Lizzie Borden house, but it hadn't been available. And that he hoped to have multiple locations. The, the, whatever's going to be in the train station is going to be like a kiosk. What he's building or what he plans to build with the building next door, you know, the building on 2nd Street is something beyond just what's there now. He wants to have a little area with tables and art shows and live music performances and an outdoor patio area. And here's, here's the biggest thing. They're going to have to prove that this is causing negative repercussions to the Lizzie Borden house business. So if you're selling out your tours every night, if you've got people staying in your, you're going to have to show the books. If you want a trial by jury, you're going to have to show them those books and, and prove to them where there is a problem. In fact, it even says in the filing here that the financial damages are unknown at this time because there haven't been any. You're not selling coffee to the general public. People can't walk into the Lizzie Borden house and say, I'll have a, a, a mochaccino, please. And if you're worried about the 20 people a night that are staying in the house not buying your overpriced coffee that you're trying to sell them after the fact, you know, hey, good morning. Oh, you want some coffee? Yeah, that's $7. If you're worried about that, then just add it into the cost of the stay. 
and just give them the coffee in the morning like they used to when it was a bed and breakfast. Imagine staying at a place and you go downstairs and they have coffee and they're like, yeah, that'll be $7 when you already paid $400 to stay there for the night. I don't know about you. I go and I pay 90 bucks on Priceline to stay at a hotel. I expect there to be some kind of free coffee, even if it's just that crappy coffee they put in the room. Anyway, 508-996-0500. We can talk more about that and some other things as well. Right now, though, I've got to take a break. And we will take your calls at 508-996-0500. But right now, it is time to go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. The Biden administration is no longer sending a team to Detroit this week during the ongoing UAW strike negotiations. President Biden said last week that the labor secretary and a senior advisor would be sent to Michigan to support the UAW. On Tuesday, however, a White House official said it would be, quote, most productive for the two to continue their negotiations from Washington. The Federal Reserve policymakers are expected to leave interest rates at current levels when the current bank issues, when the central bank issues its quarterly update today. Fed watchers see the fund's rate staying at a current range of five and a quarter to five and a half percent. The Fed has raised interest rates 11 times since March of last year. Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky will face off against Russian officials today for the first time since Russian troops invaded his country. Zelensky will address a special session of the powerful United Nations Security Council, where Russia is a permanent member with veto power over any decisions. Republican governors who signed state laws restricting abortions are blasting former President Donald Trump. Mark Mayfield has the story. In an interview that aired Sunday on NBC's Meet the Press, Trump said Florida's six-week abortion ban is a terrible thing. On Tuesday, in a post on X, the social media platform formerly known as Twitter, Iowa Governor Kim Reynolds said it's never a terrible thing to protect innocent life. Governors Ron DeSantis of Florida and Brian Kemp of Georgia agreed with Reynolds. DeSantis, who, like Trump, is running for the 2024 presidential nomination, wrote on X, Donald Trump is wrong. Standing for life is a noble cause. I'm Mark Mayfield. Contract talks between the Writers Guild of America and Hollywood Studios are scheduled to resume today. The two sides' last official meeting was August 22nd. Film and TV writers are still demanding protections against artificial intelligence, minimum staffing in writers' rooms, and to be better informed on how well shows and streaming services are performing in terms of viewership. And Mexico's biggest freight train company won't send trains towards the U.S. border in a move to keep migrants from hitching rides. Ferromex said on Tuesday that it's temporarily halting service on 60 different trains that travel towards the border after recent deaths and injuries to migrants. Ferromex trains serve, serve northern Mexican cities, including those across the border from El Paso and Eagle Pass, Texas, Nogales, Arizona, and Calexico, California. In sports, the Boston Red Sox were defeated by the Texas Rangers last night, 6-4. The two will wrap up their three-game series today at 2.05 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. Wednesday is shaping up to be a delightful day with sunshine from start to finish. Temperatures will top out around 75, real pleasant, comfortable, and dry, too. For tonight, clear and cool. Look for lows near 50. And for Thursday, pretty much a repeat of today. Plenty of sunshine with a high of 73. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 56 degrees right now in New Bedford. 
I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date. Stay up to date with New Bedford's news talk station, WBSM, and get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. 1420 WBSM, as crystal clear as FM. Stream us on the WBSM app. is legendary singer-songwriter Van Morrison, one of the greatest songwriters of our time, and he is going to be performing live in concert at the Providence Performing Arts Center September 22nd and 24th at 7 p.m. And you can get your tickets right now by going to ppacri.org. That's P-P-A-C-R-I.org, ppacri.org, or call 401-421-ARTS. And you get to go and see the legendary Irishman himself, Van Morrison. And, uh, and I think uh, a lot of people who are, like, well-versed in the catalog of Van Morrison will really enjoy these shows with some of the songs that he's performing. And, but even if you're not, and you just kind of know songs like Brown Eyed Girl and maybe uh, Moon Dance and... Some of those other songs, you'll you're gonna get to to learn more from the catalog of Van Morrison, and you will walk away realizing why people consider him to be one of the greatest songwriters of our time. Five zero eight nine nine six zero five hundred. That's our number here. If you want to call in and talk with me, uh, I think people are starting to get the hang of the win Trump's money contest. It's happening right now at WBSM.com and on the WBSM app. Every weekday from 8 a.m. through the 5 p.m. hour, you have 10 chances to win 100 bucks. There's going to be a, a code that is given out by, quote-unquote, Trump himself. And, uh, and I can tell you, today, they just get progressively funnier. So even if you're not playing along, stay tuned to hear those codes because we'll just say that uh, Mr. Trump really had some fun with them today and uh, even even gets to poke a little fun at Joe Biden and uh, all kinds of stuff coming up in those codes today. So that'll be happening every hour. And then when you hear that code, just go to WBSM.com with the app, enter in those codes. And each time you enter in a code, you are not only entered to win $100, you are also entered to win the grand prize of $30,000. So just keep that in mind that the more times you enter in a code, the more times that you are entered to win that grand prize. So just keep listening. You're listening anyway, right? You might as well try to win some money at the same time. 
and enter in those codes. And it's super easy. You just open up the WBSM app. There's a money bag right in the middle of your screen that says Win Trump's Money. Hit that. If you scroll down, you'll see the chance to follow us on social media and do some different things on social media to earn some bonus entries. And then under that, you're going to see all of the boxes that tell you exactly which code to enter where. You're only going to see today's boxes active. And it will say, Wednesdays, nine to Wednesday, September 20th, 8 a.m. code. Wednesday, September 20th, 9 a.m. code. So you go and you enter in the code in that box. It's that simple. And it's the same thing if you go to our website, wbsm.com. If you don't want to use the app and you'd rather type it in on your keyboard and your computer because you say, ah, I don't trust my, my fingers. I know at least one person that's happened to where their fingers got in the way of typing in the code correctly. That's all right. You can go and do it on your keyboard as well at wbsm.com. So play along, win Trump's money, have some fun, and win some cash. All right, let's, uh, let's go to the phones, 508-996-0500. Good morning. You're on WBSM. Morning, Tim. How are you? Not bad. Yeah, two things. I got actually just a, a technical question on this uh, contest. Sure. So with, with this contest, is it just WBSM listeners or all Town Square Media uh, that you guys are all running at every, you know, station it's, it's, right now? It's, it's a multi-station contest. Okay. All right. That's, I was just wondering. I'm just trying to figure out my, uh, my chances if it's uh, just the WBSM listeners or if I'm, I'm competing against other guys. So. Oh, good. We, right, we, we've got all, all the rules. I'll say this to all the rules for anybody that has any questions about how it works or, or, or you know, any of yeah. the uh, behind-the-scenes stuff. We have them all posted at WBSM.com. Yeah, no, I was just wondering off the, off the cuff, just wondering the, the, the chances of winning. Um, I'll, I'm, I'll tell you this. I say that it's a, you know, it's a, it's a multi-market contest, but Fun 107 le- like leads the company in the number of winners that it gets. And I, I want a piece of that action. I'm not, right. I'm not no, worried about beating other stations. I'm worried about beating Fun 107. That's <laughs> my goal inter, every day. Interstation, interstation competition is good. I'm the only one that, that feels that way. Everybody else is like, we're a family. We all work together. I'm like, you're going down, Fun 107. That, that, that's it. Yeah, exactly. Pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> so, hey, um, just on another note, the one of the candidates for president, Republican uh, Tim Scott, mm-hmm. Uh, put out a statement on the UAW. Um, well, they all have put out statements, but this one stuck out to me, what he said. Uh, he, he was asked about the striking UAW workers, and he goes, fire them. Get rid of them all. He goes, Ronald Reagan did it uh, with the with the air traffic controllers. You know, you're in a union. You you decide to strike. We should be able to fire you. Get rid of them all. That's what he said. This is, this is the... Uh, I mean, he's not anywhere close to being any type of relevant candidate but um it, it was very telling where all the other ones all the other candidates Nikki haley uh rod DeSantis, even trump they all put the blame on biden uh obviously i mean that's just what what's going to happen uh they all put the blame on biden and they said you know his push for electric cars is, is the cause for it and, and it seemed like the tone on the republican side which is a little different than what they have done in the past is, is they were more um, not coddling, but they, they were more in favor of, of UAW workers than, than, you know, union workers that, than they have been in the past. Yeah. Uh, so so that, that's, that's actually a good thing, whether or not, you know, it's actually going to play out in, in, you know, the whole story. We'll see. But I like hearing 
them take the side of the union worker. Now, I know that they never have gotten along with the union bosses, but they did. They are getting along, uh, at least lip service right now, to the UAW uh, workers, which is which is good to hear. Uh, I know Biden. Biden's going to like slam the the profits of the uh, the big three, which is understandable, uh, especially when you know that you you have the CEOs of the big three you know, forty two percent pay increases. You know, I think it's only right that the uh, that the workers also get compensated, you know, heavily, also. But in regards to that, all the other candidates putting blame on Biden. Tim Scott, he said, "Fire them all," which I, is absolutely disgusting. And I wonder, does Tim Scott really feel that way, or is he just looking to make some headlines because he is, you know, so far behind everybody else that maybe he's like, "I'm just going to take a different tack than than them on everything well, else." That, that, that's a very good possibility, but it's a bad that's a bad act because it, you you want you have Wisconsin, which is heavy in UAW, uh, obviously Michigan, but you have um, all your border states to, to Detroit and Michigan uh, are are heavy union blue collar uh, grease monkey kind of kind of tradesmen, and you're going to turn them all off because not only are you going to fire those guys, you're you're potentially going to fire anybody else who uh, decides to go on strike, who want to fight for a better contract for themselves, whether it's, whether it's UAW, IDEW, steel workers. If any of you guys go on strike, Tim Scott's going to say fire him. And that's just not how you do things in a, in a, in a legal negotiation and a legal strike. If it's an illegal, illegal strike, fine. You have full right to, to fire him. But if it's during a negotiation, for a better contract and a fair contract, and you go out on a legal strike that's protected by law, no, you don't go on. You, you don't go in and just spout off, you're going to fire them all. And, and it's you go the route of, of Donald Trump, you go the route of Nikki Haley, you go the route of all the others, and, and, and attack the president, which is fine. You attack the president's decisions on, on you know electric vehicles, which obviously reduces the need for more UAW members. That's fine. But to go on... on you know, some tangent of, of firing, you know, thousands of men and women who, who are hardworking people that are just trying to get paid uh, a better wage. That's ridiculous. And it's it's tone deaf when you see this Gallup poll from 2022 that says 71% of Americans approve of labor unions, the highest since 1965. Yeah, of course it is. And and it's only right that you fight for, for a union just because you see how there's a disparaging... Uh, overtone you have your your top ceos making thousands of times more money than the workers that they're you know that are under them you know if if you're getting and i have absolutely no problem with with people making millions upon millions of dollars but if you're willing to put you know give yourself or the your board of directors is giving the ceo a 30 percent increase and then only a two percent increase for the workers that's ridiculous, right? We understand that the t it's a total labor, co labor cost down at the bottom, um, but percentages matter. And if you're willing to give a huge bump to the CEO but nothing to the, to the workers, that's where you start to get into labor issues, and that's what pushes people to the unions. There's a big reason why, why uh, Henry Ford didn't have unions in his, uh, in his auto shops. Because he believes that if you pay people well, there's no need for a union. If you pay people well, 
and give them the benefits that they deserve and you believe they deserve, it'll keep the unions out. The only, the best way to weaken the union as a whole is to pay better so the advantage, uh, the, the advantage of being in a union goes away. Right, yeah, exactly. The I, only reason, you know what I'm saying? Yep, I do. I just got to hold you there because I got to take a break. But thank you, you so much for the call. Have a good day. Later. And uh, caller, hang on. I will get to you as soon as we come back, but I got to take this quick break. Back in a few moments. And right back to the phones, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Hi, you're on the air. I thought I heard you there. All right. Well, you'll have to try again and call back. Uh, a reminder, too, I'm, I'm going to keep reminding you about this because I don't want you to miss out on the chance to see the legend himself, Van Morrison, coming to the Providence Performing Arts Center, September 22nd and 24th. You can get your tickets right now by visiting ppacri.org or by calling 401-421-ARTS. All right, why don't I, uh, why don't I get my fi- final break of the hour out of the way, and we'll come back in a few moments. Yeah. And right back to the phones, 508-996-0500. You're next on WBSM. Morning, Tim. Morning. I love that hat. Oh, thank New you. Hat. Yeah, thanks. My Indiana Jones hat. Yeah, that's awesome. You came out, yeah, that's really nice. And I'm sorry to hear about your friend. Oh, thank um, you, yeah. Is he sick? Um, yeah, so he's had some health issues, but he had just gone into the hospital and uh, and had a procedure done, and this was kind of like um, an after effect. So he, oh. uh, he they brought him into the hospital, and I, I, I guess he was having a lot of trouble breathing, and then you know, he was somebody everybody oh. in the paranormal world knew Scott Gruenwald. Uh, he was somebody oh. who everybody loved. He would show up at you know, events in like he'd be wearing like tight leggings and big fuzzy pink boots, and he would play the uh, ukulele, and he was just just a character. Oh no, kid, that's a shame. How old was he? Um, older, right? I, I think he was in his late fifties, maybe early sixties. He Ooh. was he was the kind of guy Good that man. you wouldn't hear from him for months, and then just out of nowhere, he would send you a text that says, "Hey, I love you." Oh, God bless him. Yeah. Aww. Well, anyway, I'm glad you had a good time. Anyway, at the well, thank and, you. Um, yeah, so uh, yeah, my brother. I was telling my brother about it because he's been to those conferences before, and he says nobody heard about it over here. I guess they, I don't know if they advertise this on Facebook or. Yeah, they put it. It was it was on social media, but I think they were targeting more like up in the Boston area than they were down here. Down oh. here, they they push more of the uh, the Rhode Island Comic Con coming up in November. Oh, okay. I'll tell them about that then. Yeah, November first weekend right. of November. Yeah. All right. Okay. Well, thank you. you have, have a great, great day. day. And uh, let's take another quick call here. Good morning. You're next on WBSM. Hey, good morning. How you doing? Pretty good. I, I got a bone to pick, though, with the United Auto Workers. Okay. I think they're pretty arrogant, just, you know, because of the fact that um, their boss owes us taxpayers $11 billion for the last finagle they got involved in. And the amazing thing was that we give them taxpayers $11 billion. And because we gave them $11 billion, the company straightened out. And these workers never took a pay cut, not one penny, because of our bailout. And um, the equity, the investors, uh, didn't lose any equity on Wall Street. Our neighbors, you know, who like General Motors investing in. Nobody lost anything. Well, we're still over $11 well, billion. But why, why should the workers have to take a pay cut when that happens, when they're, they're still producing the product? But the problem is that you've got all, all these higher-ups that are making all of this money. They're the ones that were the the problem here. It wasn't the the people that are actually putting together the vehicles. The people that put together the vehicles did not lose a penny. 
us taxpayers lost $11 billion to support them. Because the companies were, that, were mismanaged. It wasn't the workers' fault. Who's putting blame? Just saying that the money is still owed. The money you are beholden to us, the government, us taxpayers, for $11 billion. So shut your mouth and let us government people come in and arbitrate this thing. Yeah, nobody went to Maui, nobody went to East Palestine, and nobody goes to the Texas border. But they're here for you. Uh, uh, don't look a gift horse in the mouth. You might have 11 billion more for you. You don't know. You just don't know what you don't know. And I would like to say, just my ass for not paying back the 11 billion. All right, all right. We, we, can't, we can't have that kind of language. All right, uh, we have to take a break anyway for the news. Uh, if you want to call in in the next hour, 508-996-0500.